Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Q, back with another podcast. This is The Cutback. I am here with my man Slim. What is going on, Slim? What's happening, Q, man? I'm out here in Rancho Cucamonga, uh, trying to stay away from these mudslides out here on the West Coast, man. As always, our thoughts and prayers with everyone involved. Uh, a couple couple deaths have been reported, so thoughts and prayers with that. Um, but, you know, back to you, Q. Let's get it. Y'all got a lot of shit going on, man. You might want to move back over to the south man for real <laughs> man it's too cold down there <laughs> man, it ain't cold right it's like 45 degrees right now <laughs> yeah well it, it was rain it's been raining the past two days out here for the first time in like four months but uh it has been a crazy couple of weeks you know we had the fires and and now these flash floods and the mudslides and they say the mudslides are partly due to the fires because there's no trees or rocks to block the mud so it's just falling down it was true the the uh, 110 interstate was all under mud not even underwater under mud so it's kind of crazy but uh you know we're gonna bounce back out here we'll do what what we got to do to help each other out and uh you know we'll make it work we'll get through it no doubt no doubt yeah praying for everybody out there man you stay safe we don't need no no incidents and nothing like that so just Stay out the way, man. I got you, man. Let, let's move on to a to a better topic, man. This Titans and Chiefs game uh, from last week, the wild card round. Titans pulled it out 22-21. Where are you surprised, Q? Was I? Hell yes, I was surprised, man. They they came out in the first half and just was – which was what I expected anyway from to get they – but whooped anyway. It was what twenty one three at the half, so it was to me it was expected. And then you know they come out. Let me back up a little bit. You get in the second quarter, Travis Kelsey goes down with the concussion, and uh, they go in at halftime. They come back out and they just come out super flat. They didn't even score another point in the second half. So I was like, really? You know, you got two other guys that are, are dynamic players and. Uh, Tyreek Hill and uh, uh, I don't forgot my other guy name Kareem, but uh, yeah, Kareem Hunt. But man, it, 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 I was more surprised with the Chiefs 
than I was with the Titans uh, comeback. Because I, you know, like everybody else in America, they expected the Chiefs to just win the game and win by, you know, a nice margin. But that wasn't the case, man. The Titans, they took advantage of, of that opportunity. They came out and ran the ball heavy, man. Derrick Henry, shout out to you, man. You had a, a, a nice game, 156 yards and a touchdown. He was he was on it, man. He was doing his thing. But, yeah, the Titans took advantage. Chiefs went scoreless. And, you know, Titans win the game. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it started off and it looked like it was bad news bears for the Titans. The Chiefs were just doing whatever they wanted. Um, that first scoring drive, they had Alex Smith hit Tyreek Hill for like 45 yards. Then the next play was like a 27-yard pass to Kelsey. That's when he went out at the two. Then Kareem Hunt punched it in. Titans got the ball, punted again. Then Alex Smith had a couple more big plays, and then he hit Travis Kelsey for that touchdown. So you're down 14 to zero. And all I was thinking about was that Thursday night blowout against the Steelers uh, a few weeks ago for the Titans. I was like, oh, no, here we go again. We're playing a real team. Um, But then – uh, then the Titans looked like they had some rhythm. It was 14-0 still, and we were marching down the field, and wouldn't you know it, Mariota threw a pick right outside the red zone. I believe we were the Titans were on the 21, and uh, Mariota got picked off by Marcus Peters uh, for a nice little return. And But Malarkey said that he thinks that interception was on Corey Davis because he didn't run his route all the way through, and he allowed Peters to kind of jump the route. Um, you got any thoughts on th- on that play, or you think that was that was Marcus again? A little bit of both. You just can't put it on one player. Uh, Corey Davis didn't run the route all the way through, like Malarkey said, and uh, Mariota just threw it. <laughs> he just threw it. He, you know, as a quarterback, you gotta if you if you look at the elite quarterbacks, a lot of them can see plays before they happen. Now, if that was like a Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers or somebody, I think they would have seen that play before it happened. So they probably wouldn't even threw the ball that way. If they if they threw it that way, it would have been, you know, over everybody's head to where nobody else can get it and straight out of bounds. But, you know, Merrill, he, he has to do a better job of recognizing the play before it before it even happened. Yeah, Corey Davis run right all the way through, but just, you know, you got to see them guys back there, man. It, they threw it straight into double coverage. So just throw it over everybody's heads, straight out of bounds, and avoid that interception. Yeah, that that's my thing. Is there was a lot of Chiefs jerseys over there, no matter what. So I just wasn't a big fan of the of the play call in general, which has been a theme this season. So, but uh, you know, even the Titans defense there at the end of the first half, they really started to get it going because they held the Chiefs to fourteen points for a while. Then mm-hmm. um, the Titans went down the field, got that field goal right before halftime, um, but then. Just when it looked like we were going to take the momentum into halftime, I think uh, Wesley Woodyard and Arakpo got a sack on Kelsey, and it was like third third and long, and that's when he hit – or he, they got the sack on Alex Smith, and then it was third and long, and Alex Smith hit Kelsey, and that's the play you referenced earlier when he went out with the concussion. Um, questionable fumble, the refs didn't call it, but – they also didn't call some other plays in the game, so we'll we'll leave that out of our analysis because uh, I think that you and I both we were talking earlier. We think the Titans got the benefit of a whistle, uh, a more important whistle later later on in the game. So, uh, yeah, yeah. and after, after no doubt. 
after Kelsey went out, Alex Smith, he kept hitting uh, Demarcus Robinson. I was like, who is this dude cutting up on the Titans? <laughs> Shout out to the cutback. Uh, and and they, the Chiefs scored right before halftime to make it 21-3. to At halftime, what were you thinking? Did, did you expect the Titans to come back? I know you didn't expect the Titans to come back, but did you think the Titans were going to make it interesting? Because I felt like we were headed to blowout city. Mm, I felt the same way you did. I thought it was going to be a blowout. But, you know, like I said earlier, they came out and they took advantage of, you know, injury to Travis Kelsey and dead Chiefs offense. They just took advantage of it, man. The defense didn't play bad either as well. Like you said earlier, they they came out and and points for a good good while. Uh, But I didn't expect them to come out. And just scored twenty, what one unanswered points or whatever they scored. Yeah, nineteen, nineteen, nineteen yep. points. Yeah, it, it, that to me was like, damn, is this, am, I, am I watching the Titans right now? Is this the Titans that I am watching right now? Because you know, watching them all season, it, I <laughs> would never expect them to score nineteen unanswered points on a team. Yeah, <laughs> you know, especially being down. Usually, when they go down that big, they kind of hang their heads. They kind of just say, you know what, you know, whatever. But they didn't. They they turned up on the Chiefs, man. They turned up on them, and they came out with a victory. Yeah, I mean, so to your point, they can't. They started the second half with that methodical drive. They were feeding Derrick Henry, like you said earlier. Um, even they hit him on a short pass that went for about thirty yards. Marcus was taking off running. Um, really looked like a whole whole new offense than we had seen and. Um, you know, ESPN, I think it was ESPN reported that Marcus Mariota was calling the plays uh, in the second half. So you know, <laughs> hopefully that change sticks moving forward because it seemed like he was more comfortable doing that, more of that Oregon style, making the reads and um, kind of just directing his troops instead of being set on one play that is given to him from the coach. Um, that, But that first drive was capped off with the now now famous touchdown when Marcus Mariota threw a touchdown pass to himself. I couldn't believe it, <laughs> but I was so excited when it happened. Like, cause I, I knew it counted cause I had seen, you know, a quarterback throw the ball and he get batted by a defender and then him catch it and take off running. Uh, I don't, I don't know if that was from our slaw high school football team days or, or where I remember that from, <laughs> but I was like, get in the end zone. It, as soon as it hit him, it, I mean, he hit himself right between the numbers. Uh, it was a great throw after the bat. Uh, what, what was going through your mind when you saw that play? Cause I'm sure you thought it was crazy as hell. Yeah. I was like, man, only the Titans would, would do some shit like that. <laughs> That's I was like, only the Titans, man, because they've been struggling to score the ball all game. And then they get a, you know, they get the first touchdown with Mariota throwing a touchdown pass to itself. So I'm like, what the hell? And yeah, like, all I could think about was like, man, that, that's that's some some trippy, trippy shit right there. That's pretty that's that's pretty cool, but man. Uh, <laughs> It was, it was good. It was good stuff, though. It was good stuff, though. I think it, it was at that point when I was like, mm, "This game, this game might be special." We just saw, we just saw that happen. Like this game <laughs> might end up being special. And uh, after that touchdown, the Titans forced a punt. Um, but that's when the dude tra- train wreck or tray wreck got the uh, rough in the punter. But it was offset. 
by a, a, a personal foul that that I don't even know where that personal foul was. It was away from yeah. the play. Yeah, I don't even. They never showed it either. Yeah, I don't know. And it, and it was at that point I was really like, oh man, the Titans are getting lucky. But then the, the they replay the fourth down and the Dory Jackson muffs the damn punt. <laughs> I was like, the Titans are getting handed the game and they're trying to hand it right back to the Chiefs. That's the Titans for you, man. That's what they do. <laughs> yeah, that, they, they don't know how to do anything else. They do know how to lose a football game. They do yeah. know how to do that. They they could be up. They they could have been in that situation. They could have been up 21-3. And the Chiefs would have easily came back and beat them because that's who the Titans are. That's to me their identity. They know you. You have to watch a whole Titans game from start to that clock hits zero 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 zero. Because if you don't, you're gonna miss a play. You're gonna miss a play because uh, that's just how they are. That's just how they are. They've been like that all year. They've been like it forever now. But yep. yeah, they. It's just you know, it's, that's the Titans, man. Tighten up. <laughs> they, they better tighten up. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, Kwan. We still we still trying to live in the in the glory of this win. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna give them I'm gonna give them that glory, man. I'm not gonna take that away from man. A good good win, Titans. Good win. Hey, we, like, like you said about the Bills last week, we partying like it's 1999, and our 99 was a lot better than the Bills. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yep. uh, after after Adore Jackson muffed that punt, uh, the Titans D once again got to stop, and the Chiefs kicker Harrison Bucker, the rookie who bounced around, he was in Carolina to start the season. Now he's with the Chiefs. He he missed a a, a chip shot. I think it was like twenty seven yard or something like that. It, no, that was good. No, it, anyway, he missed the kick he should have made, and at that point, you're like, damn. Like the Chiefs are really giving the Titans every chance to to make this a game, and the next possession was the uh, big Derrick Henry thirty five yard run. It's crazy that a man that big can run that fast. And I, I read a stat; it, it says something like he was fifth in the league in making uh, defenders miss. Like with, with the most, uh, let me look through my notes. I think he's got the fifth most missed tackles. In the league, yeah, he's a. According to Pro Football Focus, he's the fifth most elusive running back this season. He had thirty-five missed tackles on one hundred and eighty-seven touches, and that that's, that, crazy. that's not talking about running you over. That's making you miss. Yeah, that's a big man, too. He's not one of those you know small six-foot running backs that that can you know you you expect to make you make you miss, but dude is a big man. With a lot more weight than a lot of running backs in the in the NFL, and he making guys he fifth. You said yeah, fifth most it elusive makes, back. That's scary. That's, that's, that's scary. That's very scary. And I, I think in the second half, you texted me during the game. You said, "Well, the Titans have their running back of the future." <laughs> yeah, he's he, but he been he been the future though. They just. Like I said all year, they need to give him more touches, man. The man needs to touch the ball. I like DeMarco Murray, but here is the future. DeMarco don't have much left. Come on now. He, he don't, you know, he's he's he, he had his time. He had his time. So it's, it's time for Derrick Henry to get that shine, man. And you've seen what he did in the game last weekend or Saturday. So, that's, that's a, yeah, I think it was one of the best uh, best playoff games by a Titans running back in franchise history. Is him and Eddie George are the only two to go for over one hundred and fifty. 
So uh, <laughs> welcome to the playoffs, Derrick Henry. I wonder if the Titans were trying to prolong Henry's career and kind of get get every dime they have in DeMarco Murray out of DeMarco, <clears throat> um, you know, just to protect their future. I, I don't know. That's just me thinking out loud. But uh, after that run, <laughs> the Titans forced another Chiefs punt. Then they came back and they converted three converted three straight third downs. Uh, he, he Mariota hit Delaney, then he scrambled, then he hit Johnu Smith. He he, been, he he throws to Johnu Smith in some clutch situations. That Delaney Delaney Walker says that kid's going to be better than him. So hopefully yeah. so. Yeah, uh, I would too. If nobody expected him to catch the ball, you don't expect Mariota to throw to him. That that's so, yeah, true. You gonna, you gonna yeah the defense is <laughs> they're gonna leave him open. I mean, if if, I, if I'm a defense, the only guy that I'm worried about is Delaney Walker. Yeah, that's the only guy, and as they should, because he's the only one that's really been catching passes all year long. So, but I guess I guess the Titans they go in that kind of big formation with two tight ends a lot. So I guess that's why yeah. Smith is open. Um, yeah, they they like to uh, make a a lineman eligible, but they never use the lineman though. Right, right. I like to see them. I, I like to see them throw to a lineman one time. Just to, it'll throw the whole defense off i think it would I'd, I'd imagine that there's a play in that formation that that they're saving for a special time which yeah. probably should have been on one of those two-point conversions uh yeah. after the henry touchdown and then the drive i was just talking about ended with the Derek uh eric decker like 22 yard touchdown across the middle uh nice yeah. to see eric decker right <laughs> right ain't been all year tyson y'all need to get your money back that's what we found <laughs> <laughs> hey, he made, he made a play when it counted. One of the biggest plays of the season. So, yeah, in the wild, card, um, they move on. Now we'll see. Man, they they had those two two point conversions were some of the the worst play calls I think I've I've ever seen. Um, yeah. for a two point conversion that just as far as offensive fit and personnel, yeah. I was just like, what are you doing? Like we lined up like yeah. we're the Oregon Ducks or something, and. <laughs> I don't know. Malarkey, man, I don't understand the play calling. I, I really don't get it. And, you know, before the game, they were talking about, you know, they had the speculation they were getting fired and all that. Now they decided to keep him. But I'm like, yeah, for now until next season. We, 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 <laughs> Same problems. No, we'll, I'll we'll say for later on in this podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, I know. <laughs> I think everybody I'll knows what you're about to say. But, yeah, uh, I'll say that one. <laughs> but uh, the game, the game didn't didn't end after the Titans took the twenty two twenty one lead. Uh, KC got two straight first downs, and they were kind of marching down the field before they turned it over on downs. But then uh, Derrick Henry running had the ball one in one arm and fumbled. Derek Johnson, the Chiefs legend. He's a Chiefs legend. He's been there for years. I mean, it seems like that yeah. guy was playing there when we were growing up. Yeah. Um, he, he takes it to the house. Arrowhead's going crazy. But then we see the replay, and it, it's pretty clear that, that Derrick Henry was down. Mm-hmm. Um, so then they, they basically run the same play, and that's when Mariota gets the now famous block, uh, <laughs> you know, or yeah. he basically jumped in front of the guy trying to tackle Derrick mm-hmm. Henry. Yeah. Um, but there was a big play that that I guess it didn't get called back. It got called quickly uh, when Mariota was getting sacked um, and then fumbled the ball. The refs called it dead before before the fumble. 
Um, and he wasn't he wasn't down. I guess they said his uh you know forward progress was stopped. Like he wasn't going yeah. forward. He was going straight back. What did you think about that play? It, the whistles were blown too quickly. It was a fumble. It was a fumble. If the refs don't blow the whistle so quick, I don't understand why they blow them so quick in that moment. It's like they just knew, like, oh shoot, he getting hit. Let the hair blow this whistle. But if, if if those whistles don't blow so quick, that ball is out. And you seen Kansas City recovered it, and they were on their way to the, to the other end. You know, yeah, there were there were no Titans around. Yeah, they were on their way for a score. That to me was a game changer. When, when was that play? Was it in the fourth quarter? It was in the third, late third, I think. Close to yeah, close to the fourth, late third, early fourth, maybe. But yeah, that 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 play was a game changer. They for both teams because the Chiefs were looking, you know, to get the ball back and score. Yeah, because they desperately needed a score in that moment too. They desperately needed one because that's when the Titans were making that run. But you know the whistle, the ref blew the whistle and it, it was a dead play. So yeah, I, I they wish they had that one back. But hey, it is what it is now. You know they sitting at home now. Yeah, um, the uh, interesting stat: Alex Smith had just thirty four passing yards in the second half after carving the Titans up for. 231 in the first half. So he finished with 264, and I think he had two touchdowns. Uh, the Titans' defense, shout out, baby. Shout out to that defense. Adore Jackson uh, manned up on Tyreek Hill after the first half and played pretty well. He only had like one or two catches. Um, the front, the front, Kareem Hunt was getting nowhere with that front seven. Yeah. They, they were you know, hitting him at the line of scrimmage, if not before that. Um, really impressive performance by that defense. And um, I think that's the best they played all year. Yeah, it, it, definitely. They they showed up in the second half big time. You know, it's the Chiefs, they, they struggled. It, it, you know, you got to wonder, though, if Travis Kelsey was still in the game, would it have been different? I honestly think it would it would have been for him because that's another target for Alex Smith. As a security player, because you don't, you know, once Travis Kelsey goes out of the game, you don't really have to worry about much. You know, you can, you got uh, Kareem on the backfield. He's he was going nowhere, and Tyreek Hill out there receiving the ball. He wasn't doing much of anything either. Yeah, you, you just you just gotta wonder. It's like, dang, like I wonder what they would have been if 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 Travis Kelsey wouldn't have went down. But and, it, it, is, and, it is like, hey, that's a part of the game. That's a part, part of the game. But but you know the yeah. Chiefs are sitting there wondering that too, because because they yeah, I know they are. They were rolling. I know they are. Yeah, they were. They was doing their thing. And, so, and as soon as he know. went out, you know they continued that drive and scored a touchdown. So it looked. Like, yeah. I didn't think anything of it when he went out because I mean at that point it was yeah. twenty-one to three. I was like, this, this game's basically yeah. over. Um, no, actually, actually, I didn't know. Actually, I was like, dang. That's going to hurt. You know, they, they still got a whole half to go without Travis Kelsey. Yeah, they, they just – and it showed, too. It showed big time. Yeah. Because they didn't score a single point, not even a field goal. Nope. In the second half. A field goal would have won the game. And, and they didn't even attempt a field goal. No. So they, 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 they couldn't move the ball. Yeah, they, they weren't even in field ball. goal position. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that defense was playing yeah. out of their damn minds. Yeah. Um, they were. 
So the, the Titans actually completed the largest road playoff comeback win in the Super Bowl era. So that's that's, that's impressive. Good. That's good. And a nineteen point comeback on the road in uh, in Arrowhead in the cold weather. Uh, not as cold as it's been there in the past, but still, you know, they, they say the knock on Marcus is he's from Hawaii and uh, <laughs> played at Oregon and can't play yeah. in the cold weather. And it's but, cold in Oregon. Well, it's a lot of rain in Oregon. Yeah, well, this this next we're going to see. This next week we're going to see what if he can play in the cold or not because it's going to be freezing. Mm-hmm. Gucci man, so icy up in uh, New England. But burp. <laughs> burp, burp. But yeah, the, t- the telling stat of the game was Derrick Henry finished with 156 yards and Kareem Hunt finished with 42. Um, Derrick Henry took over that game in the second half. And I thought Mariota being willing to take off and scramble was also big for that offense because he finished with 205 yards passing. Um, not not a whole lot for a quarterback. Two touchdowns, the, the one interception that the defense really bailed him out on with that stop. And then, uh, you know, Adore muffed the punt, and then the defense got the missed field goal. So I, I, everybody is talking about Marcus in this game, but I, I think the real MVP is the 11, 11 to 16, 17 men that played on defense because that oh, was it. Derrick Henry showed up, showed out. Yeah, defense too, but Derrick Henry showed up and showed out, man. Yeah, but. Jeez, 165 yards? I mean. 56 yards? Yeah. I, I don't If If I was given the MVP – I guess it would be Derrick Henry. But, I mean, that Titans defense did not allow a point in the second half. So, so kudos to them, man. Titans move on. They're playing. It was, it was a team effort. They, it was a team effort. It was. And, and that, that, that half is the best that they've looked all season by far. Yep, no doubt. Um, again, against a good, a good opponent, too. And uh, now, now the – question in Kansas City is where they're going to do a quarterback but we'll save that for a summertime part because they on the couch right now so no need in talking about them let's move on to the next one Q this was a game we disagreed on and you were right the Falcons came out here to Los Angeles and and really put it on the young Rams um, game the final score was 26 to 13 and the game was never really in jeopardy in the second half. Um, Matt Ryan uh, and Julio connected quite a few times. Julio finished with nine catches, 94 yards. Uh, Matt Ryan finished 21-30 for 218 and a touchdown, which went to Julio. And if you remember, I told you on the last show before the barn burner acquired our rights uh, that Todd Gurley and Julio were going to trade blows, and, and they did. Gurley finished with 101 yards, but – he couldn't get in the end zone like Julio. Um, Matt Bryant is one of the best kickers of all time. I mean, this, the dude is just—he never misses. Four for four, four for four on the day, and it seems like if you're within sixty yards, he he can he can knock it down. Young fella Jared Goff struggled. He was twenty-four forty-five, <laughs> but he had two hundred and fifty-nine yards and a touchdown. Uh, Robert Woods—he he cut up nine catches, one hundred forty-two yards, but. A lot of it was kind of in garbage time, it seemed like, and just y- yards that didn't matter. That, that's weird. He finished with 142 yards, but it didn't seem like that in the game, you know? Yeah. I told you, man, experience. That experience that the Falcons 
that they have for winning this game. And I just didn't trust Jared Goff. I just didn't. Like I said, maybe next year, Jared, you'll be a little better. But um, the Falcons, to me, they came in knowing, like, oh, yeah. They came into a good situation. They came into an inexperienced Rams team that's never been in the playoffs with these young guys that they have. And they just, you can just tell, they just knew, like, they took advantage of the opportunity. They used what their experience that they have to get them by in this game. The past few games, they haven't played bad. They they actually turned up their play. Matt Ryan's been playing really good. Really good. I hate to say that because they play my Eagles next, but he's been playing great. Yeah, um, he has. Because they, the Pan- they beat the Panthers but, to get in the playoffs, right? Yeah, they did. They beat the Panthers to get in. And like I said, I, I, I knew last week, I said, nah, you know, the Rams have been playing great all year. They're a really good football team. But they're the team of the future. They, their time is not now. I, I, I can just tell their time was not now. They're just not ready. You can just tell they, they looked like they just wasn't ready for that. Yeah, and I mean, it, I I didn't think it was really that close. It was uh, thirteen to ten Falcons at the halftime, but to me, the game just—it seemed like the Falcons were in control of the game the whole time. Um, they came out out at halftime, two Matt Bryant field goals put them up nineteen to ten before uh, Zerline, aka Legatron for the Rams, put in one, um, and then came the final blow, which was that Julio touchdown to make, to make it with the final score twenty six thirteen. And that was like a 83-yard drive, and Matt Ryan he he was just doing whatever he wanted on that drive. Um, he, he he looked like Matt Ryan from last year. So Falcons advance to play your Eagles. Um, that's going to be a good one. So we should have some good discussion in the next game. If you remember last show, you said the, the Falcons have what it takes to make the Super Bowl. You, it wasn't a prediction, but you said that. So we'll remember that when we get into this next pick or, or the picks uh, here here in a little bit. The next game, we knew. I told you to go run your errands, do whatever you had to do on Sunday, because the Jags and Bills game was going to be ugly. And, <laughs> man, was was it ever. Jags won. Jags win. Jags won. 10-3. to three. Um, <laughs> Q, the game started out with six punts. Yeah. <laughs> An interception, a punt. Then the Bills got a field goal with a minute 49 left. (laughs) The Jags punted with 47 seconds left. And then the Bills punted again with 22 seconds left. And then the Jags went 27 yards to get a 47-yard field goal and tie it up at halftime. (laughs) So in the last under two minutes with 149 to go is when the Bills kicked off after their field goal. The Jags punted. The Bills punted, and the Jags went on a 27-yard drive to kick a field goal and tie it up before half. I mean, this game, unless you are just a football guy and you love defensive battles, which I know some of our listeners are, (laughs) but call me new school, man. I want to see the Memphis-UCF battle rather than Bama-LSU from several years ago. I want to see points on the board. This (laughs) this game was hard to watch. Uh Your boy, yeah. your boy Blake Bortles finished with 87 total passing yards. 
Hey, but look, though, no, hey, rushing yards, though. No. Blake Bortles. I mean, that's what surprised me the most. Blake Bortles was the leading <laughs> rusher in the game with 88 yards. And he passed for 87 yards. 88. Bro. Yeah. That's this. <laughs> this game was what we thought it was going to be. It was. It was. <laughs> they were who we thought they were. <laughs> Shout out, Herman. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Blake did. Blake did uh, get him a a one-yard touchdown. I don't have much to say about this game. (laughs) And it's fitting that that his passing touchdown was one yard. He had to get him one though. At least he got one. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) Tyrod did. Yeah, man. It was it was an ugly game, man. It was hard to watch. If 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 you had errands or anything to do during the time of the game, you should have done it. You wasted your time if you watched this game because it was a big waste of time. It was, it was. But, but Tyrod tried to make it interesting before yeah. his uh before he got his head slammed against the ground. Then uh then the boy Peterman, the boy Peterman, who sh- let us remind you one last time this season, the Bills tried to tank by putting Nathan Peterman in for Tyrod Taylor. If you watch the end of that game and you still think Nathan Peterman is anywhere close to the quarterback Tyrod yeah. Taylor is, the dude fumbled and threw an interception in four plays. Yeah, if you, if you think that's y'all's future Bills fans, you need to go outside right now, find you a dumpster and jump in it, and wait for the trash man to come pick your ass up. <laughs> <laughs> this dude is horrible. <laughs> Uh, don't actually do that, Bills fans. Uh, <laughs> nah. uh, the Bills Mafia, man, they're crazy. <laughs> they, they might actually go do <laughs> they're it. Crazy. They, they might come after me for saying that. But, uh, Damn, but he trashed those Bills fans. Yeah, y'all got to do something. Hope y'all find y'all a quarterback in the draft. The, ga- the game ended fittingly with a, a Jalen Ramsey interception um, from Nathan Peterman and that's that. We're, we're going to close the book on that Jags-Bills game. 10-3, to Jags move on to face the Steelers. Uh, let, mm-hmm. Let's move into the Sunday night, the primetime game. Another game we disagreed on, but this time I was right. But to be fair, you went 3-1 and one and I only went 2-2. Two and two. So yeah. um, Saints and Panthers. 31-26 Saints win uh, in New Orleans to move on to the divisional round. Saints ha- Saints had a lead, um, and the game kind of looked like it was getting away from Carolina there for a minute. Yeah. But yeah. damn if they didn't make it interesting and turn this into one of the best games of the week. Uh, you know, since I'm a Titans fan, I guess I'll say the Titans game was better. But um, I, I, I definitely think you could choose this game for, for game of the week. What did you yeah. think as you were watching this game? How did it unfold? Man, Drew Brees is crazy. Whew. Damn, that man can throw that football, man. <laughs> God. The man can throw, man. The man, you know, every pass he threw in that game was, like, accurate as hell. I'm like, dude, how do you throw the ball so well? But he had a monster game, 376 passing yards, two touchdowns. He played great. And, you know, not only did he play great, Michael Thomas played great. Eight receptions for 131 yards. That, 
It was sheesh. The backs, the running backs, you know, I expected them to come out and have a big game. Alvin Kamara and, Mike, uh, and uh, Mark Ingram. They didn't really do much. They were quiet. They, I guess they did enough. Enough. But, man, it was, it was a Drew Brees, Michael Thomas show. Drew Brees, Michael Thomas show. Now, on the other side, the Panthers, Cam Newton didn't have a bad game either. He played pretty darn good, too. 349 passing yards and two touchdowns. And Greg Olson came up to play. He showed up to play, too, with eight receptions and 107 yards and a touchdown. It was a good game. It was a good game. It, it didn't let me down. It came down to that last drive, which I didn't – I was just like, what the hell are y'all doing, Panthers? You know, you're going the wrong way. They were going the wrong way. They um, they they had a chance. They had opportunities. They had opportunities. I'm not going to say they just got blown out or anything because it, it did look like it was headed that way. The Saints mm-hmm. were just putting it on them. But Cam Newton doing what he does, man. He kept them in it. Um, they, they lost. It was a good battle. Good battle. So no complaints. That was probably the game of the week. So Yeah. Um, shout out to the NFC South because I, I feel like, uh, well, I mean, you got the Falcons and Saints moving on. Um, and the Panthers, you know, if they weren't playing the Saints, I think they probably could have moved on too um, if they were in that other game. The the Panther that NFC South is tough and uh, it's tough. The AFC South has two teams of fans and two though. So hey, <laughs> well looky looky, look what we have. Welcome to it's the Dirty South. It's a different year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cam, it was good to see Cam and Greg Olson back on the same page because before yeah. Olson's injury, they were kind of they had kind of fallen off a little bit, but. You know, they they were right back at it. Christian McCaffrey, he had over 100 yards uh, receiving, too, with that, that big play late. It was a 56-yard touchdown pass, and that's what brought the score to 26-31 before the before – the, it was a weird ending to this game. Um, yeah, it was. I told you, Panthers was just going the wrong way at the end. They had a chance. They really what? had a chance to, to, to get into it. But but even before that, so McCaffrey scores the touchdown, and then yeah. the the Saints are moving the ball, and I think they get to like the car- they get just over midfield, and it's fourth and two, and they come out and go for it, yeah. but it, they, he he throws a Drew Brees actually threw a pick. Was that was that like? Yeah, he threw, do you he think threw that was the play call? Do you think it was if you don't have anything, throw it to the deepest receiver? And, yeah, just and, throw it, uh, throw it away or something. But and, even if it. it's a turn, it's a turnover on downs. If he does it, incomplete pass. No, I, what happened was the damn the damn DB that intercepted the ball. He, I don't think he was thinking at all because he caught it. It was fourth down. Caught the ball, and he got hit where he was at. Which if he would just batted it down, they would have had good field position. Yeah. They would have had really good field. So position. that's what I'm saying. Do you think that? Drew Brees went out there and he made his read, his first read, second read, and didn't see anything. And then he knew that he was going to kind of throw it to the deep receiver, yeah, and, and hope that it was an interception to kind of treat and, and like that, a punt. Hey, it it might have been that might have been it. And if it, if it was, Drew Brees was a smart man because it worked. Yeah. If that's the yeah, okay. I was a because I was thinking when he caught it, I was seeing, I was like, why is he catching it? No. And I think when he went over to the sideline, they were kind of telling him, dude, why you just didn't bat it down? And now we back up even further. And it, and it almost looked like he caught, he realized it as soon as like he had 
actually caught it and like taking his two steps or whatever because he kind of like tried to drop it down or something like yeah, that. He, yeah, he, yeah, he, he fumbled it and it went out of bounds. To try yeah. to, I guess he tried to make it look like yeah. he dropped it on purpose. Yeah. But that wasn't the case. He caught it and then they were in not so good field position. They would have been in better field position if he would just batted it down. Yeah. Which I don't, that, 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 to me, that play called it fourth down, go for it. That didn't make no damn sense to me because it's, if you was going to do why, why not just punt the ball? Yeah. He was thinking it. Why not just punt it? You know, and put him back, you know, five, ten yard line maybe. I don't, I, I didn't understand it, but oh well. Yeah. They I still mean, got the win. I mean, he had been carving them up. So, so maybe, you know, maybe you look for Michael Tom. I don't even remember who he was throwing it to. I don't think it was. I don't either. Thomas. I don't either. I, um, maybe, maybe he was trying to make a play. I don't know. Yeah. So, but uh, Michael Thomas, like you said, uh, 131 yards and the thing is you you know him and Breeze are on the same page some of those passes like Drew Breeze has it waiting on the sideline while he's still running his route and setting up the corner and then he cuts out and it's like right there in his hands uh last podcast I told you I said Michael Thomas is one of the most underrated receivers in the league and uh yeah he's uh he doesn't get in the end zone that's the thing with him I had him on the fantasy team he, he can catch the hell out of the ball but once he catches, his yards after the catch aren't – he's not fast. Yeah. Like He's not like a damn Brandon Cooks or Tyreek Hill where he's going to catch it. He's going to catch it and run, and you're going to have a hard time catching him. Yeah. He's going to catch it, maybe get you an extra five yards after the catch, and then, hell, that's it. You know? Yeah. So he's a good – he's a hell of a red zone receiver, though. i tell you that. He's good in the red zone. Yeah, he, really good he, he'll come over the middle. I think I don't think there's yeah. a route really that he can't run other yeah, than, than a straight go. Yeah, um, he can run the route. Uh, yeah. He's a product out of Ohio State, and he's only in his second year. Yeah, I guess he was a rookie last year. Um, yeah. but, but that that dude is good. And then Breeze, yeah, hit, uh, Breeze hit Teddy Ginn, who was playing against his former team, to basically yeah. open the scoring uh, on that 80-yarder. Uh, that's what Ted Ginn yeah. does. If you if you let him get behind you, then you're gonna get burned. He's he's gone. Yeah, it's not catching him. For for any team that to know that the Panthers should have known that. Um, they should have known. The, the Saints are kind of petty in that way. Like, the, I think Drew Brees knew he wanted to take a couple shots to Ted again because he was playing uh-huh. the Panthers in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, probably so. Um, I'd, but, I'd be petty too. Yeah, I would too. Hell, you might as well. Uh, but like you like you mentioned earlier, Kamara and Ingram they finished with fifty five combined yards. That's it. Yeah. Um, and, and really, neither had a big day receiving. Kamara, of course, his numbers don't tell the whole story because you got to watch him out of that backfield. So you know you're giving attention to him when he's running a route. Um, so I guess you can say, but the Saints only finished with 41 yards. So they had 53 and the saints as a team finished with 41 rushing yards. I mean, this is a yeah. team that has been leading the league. They've been running it down people's throats, but that, that Panthers defense, we, we talked about it in the last pod. We, we said that both teams were going to try to run it and both teams were going to be unsuccessful, but I don't think mm-hmm. either of us thought the saints would be this unsuccessful at running the football. Yeah. No, no doubt about it. Um, no doubt about it. They'll be better, though, next game, I think. They will. And and the thing about this Saints team is they are dangerous because when they yeah, can't yeah. run the ball, you see what happens. It's old Saints. It's Drew Brees time. Yeah, it's Drew Brees time. 
Yeah. So I mean, this this is this is a scary team to me. I I think this team's got a got what it takes. What happened this game? I think the Panthers really prepared on the run and didn't really didn't really prepare too much on the pass defense. I think that's what they did because that's what it looked like to me. I'm like, damn, they doing a good job on Ingram and Kamara, but shit, Drew Brees is carving y'all up. He's throwing it. He's getting the ball wherever he wants to get it to. Whoever he wants to get it to, wherever he wants to get it to, the ball was there. So I think they kind of anticipated that the Saints might come in and be run heavy. Yeah, they wouldn't. They wouldn't. So yeah, and I mean the 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 Panthers secondary is still young. That that's the weakness of their uh, of their defense. So the Saints may have been. Uh, game planning to exploit that from the jump because they had kind of yeah. ran the ball in the previous mm-hmm. games and had a lot of success. Yeah. So the Saints are so talented um, that that you know it really they they can do whatever you want to stop. They can do the opposite. Um, yeah. But the thing with Carolina was they were moving the ball. Cam was moving the ball, but they they couldn't get in the end zone. Yeah. They, they, uh, they didn't score for nothing. They settled for five field goal attempts, and Gano missed the first one. I think that was the first mm-hmm. first drive, second first time they had the ball. Yeah. He missed the twenty five yarder. Yeah, that field goal hurt them. That's what it hurt them late in the game. It hurt yeah. them because they they what they lost what they lost by. If he would have hit that on that last drive, they could have they could have yeah, kicked it for the win. That, that that field goal, them three points, not having those three points hurt them late in the game. Yeah, I mean, and that's a that's a twenty five yarder. That's basically a, a extra point. You know, that's a chip shot that yeah. that guy Gano usually makes. But uh, he, he did he did come back and nail the fifty eight yarder. Uh, I guess that was right before halftime. Um, and you know, the Panthers had a chance. You can't you can't blame it on the kicker, but they they just couldn't they couldn't convert third downs and keep those drives going once they got to the red zone. Which I'm I'm not sure if that's been a problem of theirs all year or not because uh, I don't remember Gano putting up huge numbers for my fantasy team. So I feel like the Cam has usually been getting in the end zone. So maybe it was just the yeah. Saints D, which is weird to say. But this Saints D this year has been uh, it's it, it's a new new Saints regime. This this defense is playing really well, and yeah. that's that's they part know. of what makes them so dangerous. They the they Saints know. nailed the draft, man. They did. They had a good draft, a really good draft. And every position they drafted for is those players are doing really well. Yeah, and, and I mean Michael Thomas last year. So mm-hmm. shout out to the Saints personnel department. Yeah. Uh, you got anything else on this game? This, this was the final game of the night. Saints thirty-one, Panthers twenty-six. No, I have nothing. Else. That was a good game. Yeah, I think, good game. I I think we covered just about all all the big stuff that happened. Yeah, uh, yeah so. That that does it for the wild card round. Now let's let's move on to the divisional round. Just kidding. Because of the length, we had to split the podcast into two separate episodes. You can check out our divisional preview on the next podcast on thebarnburner.com. Coming soon. <laughs>